You're listening to a Broadmoor Podcast production. Today is Christmas Eve, and Pastor Josh brings a special message this morning reminding us of what we celebrate this Christmas season. We wish you a Merry Christmas, and as you listen today, may you rest in the gift of Jesus and all that he's done for you. Merry Christmas, everybody. All right, let's try that again, because that was pretty sad. Merry Christmas! Eve, I guess. So, uh, hey, so if you've noticed, uh, I'm by myself today, so it's just me. Thank you, Chase. I appreciate that. Um, And so, I need some help up here, and if you are a kid in the crowd, and you want to come up here and sing some songs with me, come and grab a seat on the steps. Hey, come on down. How are you? All right, find a place. Everybody scoot in tight so we we can get them all. There's a lot of you. Wow. All right, who's excited for Christmas? What are you most excited about? Um, I'm excited about Christmas. About Christmas, me too. I'm excited about Jesus' birth and how he died on the cross for our sins. Good, all right. I'm excited to celebrate. I'm happy to celebrate God's birthday and how everything he did for us. Very nice. I like your outfit too, by the way. Everybody stand up so everybody can see that. Look at that. All right. Somebody, what are you, what are you excited about? Uh, Christmas Eve. Christmas, and it is Christmas Eve. <laughs> oh, what are you excited about? About Santa coming. All right. How about you? For Santa. Okay. Well... Welcome, everyone. We're glad that you're here. And so, all right, so we're going to sing some fun songs. Can everybody sing loud this morning? Well, that wasn't very promising. Are you here? Can everybody sing loud for me? All right, very good. All right, here we go. So, oh, jingle bells, jingle bells. through the snow in a one-horse open sleigh o'er the fields we go laughing all the way bells on wait, wait a minute do that again <laughs> laughing all the way <laughs> all right bells on bobtails ring making spirits bright what fun it is to ride and sing a sleighing song tonight Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. 
Hey, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Give yourselves a hand. That was really good. How about this? We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. We wish you... Okay. Good tidings for Christmas and a Happy New Year. Good tidings we bring to you and your kin. Good tidings for Christmas and a Happy New Year. We wish you a Merry Christmas, we wish you a Merry Christmas, we wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Very good, very good. All right. Let's see how many of you know this one. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Prospero año y felicidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Prospero año y felicidad. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I want to wish you a Christmas. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas from the bottom of my heart again I want to wish I want to wish you come on I want to wish you a Merry Christmas from the bottom of my heart Feliz Navidad come on everybody Feliz Navidad Feliz Navidad Prospero Año y Felicidad Feliz Navidad Feliz Navidad, Feliz Navidad, Prospero Año y Felicidad. I want to wish, come on, I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas from the bottom of my heart. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas from the bottom of my heart. Very good. Anybody know what Feliz Navidad means? Merry Christmas, yeah. What language? Spanish. Spanish. Very good. Thank you. All right. All right. Now, how many of you want to be honorary worship leaders this morning? All right. So you are hired, okay? You sing every day when you get home. I know this about you, all right? Hey, so here's what I'm going to ask you to do. Why don't you stand up? Everybody stand up. I'm going to stay seated, but you stand up. All right? So if you look right there on these screens here, you see there are going to be words to the songs, right? So you can read them there, okay? So here we go. Everybody sing loud and invite everybody to sing with us, okay? Here we go. Everybody look. Look ahead. Look at your parents. Smile. Wave. All right. Here we go. Ready, two, three, four. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her. Let every heart prepare him room. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and nature sing. And 
This is one of my favorite Christmas carols, and this is one that I know really well because when my daughter, who's grown now, when she was your age, she used to sing this song all the time. In fact, every night, whether it was Christmas or not, when we put her to bed, before we could leave the room, after we tucked her in, we had to sing this song together every night of the year. Know what it is? Jesus. 
Christmas. Good morning, church. How are we? Can we give our worship leaders a hand clap of appreciation this morning? As we get to this very special morning of Advent, this is the fourth Sunday. As tomorrow is Christmas Day. But if you come tonight, and I pray that you would, services at four and at six, You'll be with us as we are able to light the Christ candle and as we are in anticipation and, and waiting, and, and this is what Advent is all about, as we celebrate the first coming of, of Jesus and as we anticipate and we are excited for his second coming. And we know that as his followers, we, we want nothing more than to be with him, for with him is better than anything and everything else. Uh, but it is Christmas Eve, and so Merry Christmas to you all. I pray that you are excited. I pray that everything that you have planned has come to fruition the way it should. I pray that all of your packages have arrived and all of your turkeys have thawed. I pray all of these things, uh, that it's going to be a fun and sweet day for you. But this morning, I promised some people uh, this would be a shorter service. We'll yet to be determined with that, okay? Uh, with that, we, we have just a few. I want to give some thanks. They didn't ask for this, but I want to give thanks. Uh, and when you walked in today, you saw wassail stations and cookie stations and hot chocolate stations all set up. And we have a great team of volunteers who sat up all this past week and yesterday and this morning to set up. Could we give them a hand clap of appreciation this morning? 
Some of you, like me, we learned what wassail was for the very first time today. Uh, all I know is it's delicious, and it's got about 53 ingredients in it. Uh, with that, there is going to be those stations set up just as they are as you are walking out today. I know you have a lot to do today, but I pray that if it would be in your best interest as a family, if it would be, just to linger and enjoy fellowship with one another, those stations will be set up for you as we are dismissing uh, here in just a little while. So please go back and enjoy those cookies. I, I want to also she did not ask for this, but Pepper and Alan Carter from Whimsy Cookie uh, decorated probably about 1,500 cookies and donated them to the church today. So can we give uh, Whimsy Cookie and Pepper and Alan a thanks? They're delicious. <clears throat> and as pastoral privilege, I certainly sampled three or four or ten. They were, I didn't want to serve you an inferior product, so I'm thankful I could do that as your pastor, and I, I just love you that much. Um, that being said, uh, it is time for a bit of gift giving, if it were. Um, I think the greatest gift, and I know that we're going to, and you may have already, shared gifts with one another. That, that's a fun thing to do this Christmas season. But the greatest gift that we have, I believe as believers, is the gift of prayer for somebody else. And so with that, I'd like just to spend a few moments praying for different people in your life, okay? So if you would, I know we have a lot of kids in here, and so children, I, I want you to listen to the words that I'm about to say. I want you to become accustomed to praying for your parents. They desperately need it. I'm asking you this morning that if you would, and, and I'm speaking now to all children, uh, and that would maybe include 80-year-old children in the room, um, if you have people in your life that you love and you care about, I want us to spend maybe just a, a few moments this morning praying for them silently, right where we sit this morning. And I believe this could be the greatest gift that we could give to them all year. Maybe you know somebody who is rejoicing. Would you rejoice with the Father? Maybe you know somebody who is nervous and worried. Would you go to the Father on their behalf? Maybe you know somebody who is in great need. Would you go to the Father and ask for his provision in their life? If you would join me in a moment of silent prayer right now as we lift up anybody who the Spirit would bring to our minds. Right, let's pray together. Church family, if you would now pray for, you may not know their names, but all these children who just flooded this stage and all those who didn't quite make it to, to be in front of the room this morning, would you pray for them and their families right now? Ask God to bless them. As they are the primary disciplers of their children, that God would give them strength and focus to do so well. Would you thank God for a noisy morning? For in this room, there is sounds of life all over it, and we are thankful for it. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name, and we ask your blessing on our lives. God, we are thankful for the breath that we have. We are thankful that when we woke up this morning, before we even opened our eyes, new mercy and new grace were ready to meet us. For whatever we would face, whatever would come our way today, good or hard, you were already there, for you are the author and the perfecter of our faith and our life. And so, Lord, this morning, I pray that in this short time, God, our eyes and our hearts would be set on you. May our hearts rejoice, not just on this Christmas season, but of every day of our life. Lord, we love you, and it's in your name that we pray, and all God's people said, amen. 
Hey, this morning, if you have your copy of God's Word, I'd love for you to turn to a book that maybe you have never turned to before outside of your daily Bible reading plan once a year, and it's the book of Malachi. Malachi is the very last book of the Old Testament. So if you wanted to and you say, I don't know where Malachi is, you can go to Matthew and go back one page. You're going to find yourself in Malachi. This is known as a minor prophet. Uh, Malachi, not minor in the sense that he wasn't good uh, as the the bigger guys, uh, but just for the fact that he has four chapters to his prophetic word, uh, and Isaiah has like 50 plus. Uh, And so, so with that, it would be minor compared to the major. Uh, And in this prophecy, this is why it is so important. These are the very last words recorded before there's something called 400 years of silence. That is, God doesn't speak again until Jesus comes. And so, I think it would be wise for us to see the greatest backdrop ever ever painted, ever, ever delivered to God's people, to see why this Christmas, this first Christmas season that we read in Luke chapter 2 is so important. 2,000 years ago as it is today. And in Malachi, just to, to give uh, an idea of what's going on, uh, we, we see a people who have come out of, of, of Babylon, they've come out of captivity, and they have lived in their, their new place, restored place, for about 100 years now. But they didn't listen to, to what God had told them to do, because the, the first thing should have been that they should go back and rebuild the temple that was destroyed in this taking over and captivity. And so if you were to go back into some of the earlier prophets, you would see that they did rebuild the temple, but they didn't do it well, and they didn't give good upkeep, and they really didn't obey God's law as they were supposed to. And so here's kind of what happened. These were people who were living in great places while the house of God was crumbling before them. And so when we get to Malachi, we see there are six things. We're not going to get into all six. We're just going to look at the very last one. But there are six discussions, disagreements, uh, disputes, as it were, where where God is going to bring their error of ways to their attention, and then the people are going to not say, oh, no, we've messed up. But instead, they're actually in their arrogance going to say, who are you to tell us this? That probably isn't a good thing. And so we get all the way to the very last chapter of Malachi, and I want to read it for you. It's just a few verses. Malachi chapter 4, starting in verse 1. This is rough. Are you ready? Here's what it says. For behold, the day is coming, burning like an oven, when all the arrogant and all the evildoers will be stubble. Well, that's not encouraging. Merry Christmas, Josh. The day is coming and shall set them ablaze, says the Lord of hosts. And it shall leave them neither remnant nor root nor branch. Well, again, not very encouraging. What are we doing here? Look at verse 2, though. But for you who fear my name, the Son of Righteousness shall rise and healing in its wings. You shall go out leaping like calves from the stall, and you shall tread down the wicked, and they will be ashes under the soles of your feet. And on the day when I act, says the Lord of hosts. So there's this hope. That one day there is going to come this great day of the Lord. We're going to see it described this way in other parts of the scripture as the great and the terrible day of the Lord. That's when Jesus comes back for the final time, right? So this is a prophecy from a long, long time ago talking about the end of time. When Jesus comes back and he is going to bring judgment down on the earth. But before then, there's something that's going to happen. And I think this is where we set up our Christmas message today. Look with me, if you will, in verse 3. 
And you shall tread down on the wicked, for they will be ashes under the sole of your feet, and on the day that I act, says the Lord of hosts. But remember the law of my servant Moses, his statutes and his rules that I have commanded him at Horeb and all of Israel. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the great and awesome day of the Lord comes. And he will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of the children to their fathers. All right. So again, without going into great detail, because I promised I would keep it short, there's this promise that before the Lord would come back in complete judgment, that God would send a prophet to go out before him, someone like Elijah. And if you were to go back and do your study of Elijah, you would understand that he was one of the two that actually never tasted death, for he was taken up to glory as he walked so closely with God. And so this picture of a prophet who's going to come down, but not this prophet to give a, a word of cursing or a, a word of warning, but, but it would be a word of healing and restoration, that there would be a new Elijah and a new Moses who would come. How would we know? How would we know which one was which? How do we know that he is the right one? Well, it says, I want you to pay attention to what I said to Moses. Keep, keep his laws. Keep the statutes that I've given to him. And then it, it ends kind of hard. Are you ready? And least I will come and strike the land with a decree of utter destruction. And that's it. That's the end of the Old Testament. That's the last word that God would speak to his people. And so what we see and from the timeline that this is established, there's 400 years of no words from God. There's, there's, the, there, there's the, the scriptures, the Holy Scroll. There's the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible. There's the words of the prophets that have been told and retold. But as far as God giving an encouraging word or a rescuing action, nothing for 400 years. And so all of a sudden, on a night that's absolutely dark, this happens. Luke chapter 2, starting verse 8. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring to you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you, and you will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloth, laying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, hey, I know we, we read the Christmas story often, or we get to Luke chapter 2 often. Now remember, 400 years of no words from God, and all of a sudden an angel comes down, and he starts making this declaration. And if it weren't enough just to have an angel, the sky peels back, and all of heaven begins to sing this song over the earth. And here's the song. Don't miss it. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. That's the song. That's the song of heaven. So here, here's why I want to bring it to you this morning. I, I believe that a lot of times in the Christmas hustle and bustle, maybe even in the church hustle and bustle, we miss the beauty of the proclamation. Out of silence came this declaration that born to us on this day in the city of David, 
is Jesus Christ the Lord. And the declaration from all of heaven, what does this mean? What does this little baby's life mean as he is going to grow in perfection? What does it mean? Peace on earth. Your Bible may say it this way. And goodwill towards all men. So here's what I pray for us as we get ready to to transition out today. Do you have peace? Do you have goodwill in your heart, not just for you, not just for your family, but for all those that are around you? Because here is the work of Jesus in your life. That whenever you rest in his salvation, when you rest in his grace, that there is a peace that surpasses all understanding. We looked at that a few weeks ago. And in that peace brings calm to an anxious heart. And that peace brings chaos to a standstill, even amidst chaos. But it's not just peace for us. It's peace for the world. And now we get to be ambassadors with this hope. I want you to keep reading with me, and I want you to see how the story unfolds, as if you didn't already know. Verse 15. And when the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that's happened which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby laying in a manger. When they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told to them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds had told them. Verse 19, but Mary treasured all these things up and pondered them in her heart. Now, I hate to do this, especially on Christmas Eve. But there's a great song that made a whole lot of money, and we sing it quite often. Mary, did you know? You guys know that song? She knew. Like, like the Bible just said, she, she knew. They told her, she knew, she thought about it. But I do like the song, so keep singing. All right, we're going. I'm just saying. Verse 20. What did they do? What did the shepherds do? What, what's the only right response to seeing what they saw? They're going to visit who they visited, and now they are going on their way, verse 20. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and all they had seen as it had been told to them. That's what they did. They had a moment of worship. They had a moment of witness. And from that moment, they leave and they go back to the life that God had called them to originally, and they live with different excitement than they've ever had before. Why? Because they have just heard the message of Christmas. I pray for us, church, that as we go back to the regular and mundane of every single day, that we go with joy in our hearts. Why? Because heaven has opened up 2,000 years ago, but the message is still true today. Peace on earth and goodwill to all men. I know it is a crazy, chaotic season. Here's what I would encourage you as the New Testament will continue to expound on. Brothers and sisters in the faith, you are ambassadors with the hope of the gospel. The people that you meet are never your adversary. They are never your opposition. They are never the enemy. For our enemy does not have flesh and blood. Our enemy is Satan himself, and we have no affiliation with him. Everybody else, listen to me, every soul that you see and come in contact with is an image bearer, a fellow image bearer of our Father in heaven. And either they are in the kingdom, and they are on our team, or they're not yet in the kingdom, and the Father desperately loves them and wants to see them redeemed. He, in his grace, has saw fit to give you this message of Christmas. 
not just on the 25th of December, but every day of your life. So with that message, I pray, church, that we would go and share it openly and honestly. Peace on earth and goodwill towards all men. Here's what we're going to do now. We're going to sing a song together. Mike is going to come back up, and he is going to lead. I am not going to lead. But it is a beautiful song. It is called, Come All Ye Faithful. Not, not the one we sang last week. Like, I don't know those words. This is the words you know. Here's what I would encourage you. It is a fun, noisy room. There are little ears and little eyes watching you, adults. This is the proclamation of hearts that have been redeemed. Could we even begin that discipleship process even as we sing? Mike is our only worship leader today. We're thankful for you, brother. But we have many, many, many in this room. So if we could, maybe louder than we've ever sang before, lift up a joyful noise to the Lord. Would you pray with me? Father, we do love you and we thank you and we give you all the honor and the praise. We ask now, Father, that you would be glorified as we get ready to transition out of this room, being reminded of a message that we already know, that on that night so many, many years ago, heaven opened up and proclaimed peace and goodwill on this entire earth. We know, Father, from what we see and what we experience, peace and goodwill doesn't seem to be at the forefront of our mind, for it's not in the forefront of our eyes. But Lord, I'm thankful that your word teaches us time and time again that we do not walk by sight. We walk by faith. For we do not act or react by what we see. We act and react by who has called us and who leads us. And so King Jesus, we are thankful that you came. We are thankful that there was healing in your wings. We're thankful that as people walked up to you and all they had to do was touch you and they were healed. All you had to do was speak from a distance and they were healed. We are thankful that you came to turn our hearts back to our Father and our Father to us. Help us see that in real life and in real time even today. As we move into this response time, I pray that our, our voices would be loud but our hearts would be louder. If anybody would be here today, Father, that needs prayer, I pray they would come. Anybody here that needs encouragement, Lord, I pray that they would receive it. Jesus, we love you, and it's in your powerful name that we pray, and we now stand and respond. Church, would you stand with me? Come.
family, I want to invite you back tonight. It is going to be an amazing time of worship. We have two services tonight, and so here's why we do that always, to accommodate room. But we want to, to make opportunity for you to be able to invite your friends and family. For I don't know of a better platform to declare the gospel of Jesus than this Christmas season. There's a lot of people looking for something Christmassy or festive. Oh, church family, don't miss out on the opportunity. Four o'clock tonight and six o'clock tonight. If I could encourage you again, don't let 4 o'clock and 6 o'clock be the time you leave your house to get here. Service starts at 4 and starts at 6. We'd love for you to get here just a little bit early. I believe the, the doors will open 30 minutes prior to when we begin. So please come and be a part of tonight. Also, we, we are near to the end of our year. Thank you for being a faithful and generous church. Uh, today we did not pass an offering plate, but there are receptacles out in the foyer. Uh, you feel free to give your, your gift if that is what you are going to do today with a glad and cheerful heart. Uh, tonight, I do want you to be aware so you, you can know this. We're going to take up a special offering in both of those services that is not related to our general fund. It is related to the benevolence needs that come through throughout the year. It's called our Acts 2 ministry. And so only if you are led and the, the Lord would give you opportunity, be planning to give towards that tonight for that funds our ministry all year long through our benevolence as the needs who come in through our church family and our community as we minister here in Madison. With that being said, there is wassail and cookies and hot chocolate and coffee waiting for you. I love you. Have a Merry Christmas. You are dismissed.